Good morning. This is the November 18th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone who wants to join us. My name is John, and on today's episode, we're talking about what long-term storyline essentially ended on this day in 2001. On November 18th, 2001, WWF held the 15th annual Survivor Series from the Greensboro Coliseum. The opening video package was punctuated by Jim Johnson's very Doors-inspired original song that reminded us that the end is here. Well, at least for someone tonight. As Paul Heyman, who I would wager was not an altar boy, did a good job administering last rites to the WWF. In nomine Padre, et Fili, et Spiritu Sancti. JR and Paul Heyman open the show from the announce desk. JR lays out the rules. If the WWF wins, the Alliance is out of business. But if the WWF loses, Heyman almost squeals with joy as he declares, this is the last pay-per-view ever presented by WWF. The first match is Christian of the Alliance defending his European Championship against former European champ and current Tough Enough 2 lead trainer Al Snow. This match sprung from a feisty exchange between the two earlier in the evening on Heat. Snow thinks he's gotten the job done with the snowplow, but Christian gets his foot on the ropes. While referee Teddy Long explains to Snow that he hasn't won, Christian rolls out. Snow follows, Christian rolls right back in, and then catches Snow coming back through the ropes with a kick and follows with the unprettier for the win. And the alliance is off to a good start, one to nothing. And I'm reminded that Paul Heyman is absolutely intolerable in his role as over-the-top, overt heel announcer. Next, Stone Cold arrives with Deborah and is greeted in the Alliance locker room by Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon, RVD, Kurt Angle, and Booker T. They're worried Austin might betray the Alliance and return to WWF. Austin reassures them that he intends to take down the WWF as he has to do it single-handedly. Vince and Linda then arrive. Vince tells Michael Cole that he has an ace in the hole that will guarantee his WWF team takes the 10-man tag main event and the WWF will live on. Next up, Alliance Commissioner William Regal takes on his protege and cruiserweight champion Tajiri. Although Regal would get his nose and mouth bloodied by vicious kicks, the teacher would best the student with a Regal bomb to pick up the win. And for a little extra dastardly post-match flavor, Regal would do the same to Tori Wilson when she entered the ring to check on Tajiri. That's Alliance 2, WWF 0. Now we come to our first title unification of the evening. Intercontinental Champion Test of the Alliance takes on United States Champion Edge, representing the WWF. The Greensboro Coliseum saw the U.S. title change hands for the very first time when Johnny Valentine beat inaugural champ Harley Race in July of 1975. And tonight, that same building will see that prestigious title disappear. Test would hit his pump handle power slam, but only get a two count. Edge would deliver a spear, but again, only two. How fitting that the end would come when Edge escaped a full Nelson slam attempt by flipping under Test and toppling the big man over, making it all too easy to grab those long legs for a roll-up victory. First blood for the WWF would come by way of Edge unifying the US and IC titles. Alliance 2, WWF 1. This would send Stephanie McMahon into a tizzy. She explained backstage to Kurt Angle how if things didn't go her way tonight, she would become a regular person. The kind of existence that could lead to her having to scrub her own toilets. 
Oh, the horror. Kurt Condor down. He believes Stone Cold is telling the truth and will help the Alliance win tonight. But even if he tries to turn on the Alliance, Kurt assures Steph that he'll handle Austin and make sure the Alliance comes out on top. I know their love triangle storyline from SummerSlam 2000 is more than a year in the rearview mirror at this point, but I have to say I always loved the chemistry between Kurt and Steph. She always came off as sweet and vulnerable around him, even when playing heel. Match number four is another unification bout. The WCW Tag Team Champions, the Dudley Boys of the Alliance, are taking on the WWF Tag Champs, the Hardy Boys, in their home state of North Carolina. But more importantly, inside a steel cage. After nearly 15 minutes of brutality, Bubba tells Stacy Keebler to get the table. But how does one lovely blonde manage to get a folding table inside a locked steel cage? Well, if you're the Duchess of Dudleyville, you use your feminine wiles on ringside referee Nick Patrick to distract and pickpocket the cage keys. The first attempt at a 3D doesn't go well for the Dudleys, as Matt and Jeff manage to not only escape the finisher, but a moment later Matt Hardy manages to escape the cage altogether. But this is a tag team match, which means escaping the cage to win requires both members of a team reach the floor. And as you might have guessed, leaving his brother behind would turn out to be a bad decision by Matt. Not as bad as the decision Jeff would make a minute later, though. Jeff managed to drop both Dudleys and climb the cage unimpeded. But when he saw Devon taking a little break on that table below, it was just too much like catnip for the death-defying North Carolinian. Jeff attempts a swanton from the top of the cage, but found only wood as he obliterated the table, but Devon was long gone. All Bubba had to do at that point was crawl through the remnants of the broken table and put an arm over Jeff to get the one, two, three. And thus, the only team to ever hold the ECW, WCW, and WWF tag titles, the Dudley Boys, was now the unified tag team champions. If you're scoring at home, or even if you happen to be by yourself, that's Alliance 3, WWF 1. Test wins an immunity battle royal to make sure he's got a job for the next year, regardless of the outcome of the main event. He did so with a big boot to the face, last eliminating Billy Gunn. That's Alliance 4, WWF 1. Trish Stratus outlasts fellow WWF representatives Jackie and Lita, as well as Alliance ladies Molly Holly and Jazz, when she delivers some stratisfaction to the Alliance's Ivory to win a six-pack challenge and claim the vacant WWF Women's Championship. It's now Alliance 4, WWF 2. But all that scorekeeping has just been window dressing. Because, like a game on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, the final round will be worth 10,000 points, and therefore all the marbles. This is the traditional 5-on-5 five -five Survivor Series elimination match between WWF, consisting of WCW Champion The Rock, Chris Jericho, American Badass Undertaker, Kane, and The Big Show, fighting for the very existence of WWF against the Alliance team of WWF Champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, and Shane McMahon. Shane O'Mac eliminates Big Show after a very pretty elbow drop, which was of course preceded by an angle slam, a scissor kick from Booker T, and a five-star frog splash from RBD, and Team WWF is down to just four. Shane gets cocky, as Shane does, and Team WWF decides to have some fun with him. After finishers from The Rock, Kane, and Taker, 
Jericho hits a lion salt to eliminate Shane and even the sides again at four men apiece. As things break down and everyone pairs off at ringside, RVD and Kane are left alone in the ring. Van Dam catches Kane with a top buckle jumping sidekick to give the Alliance another one-man advantage, 4-3. A little more than a minute later, Undertaker takes Angle for a last ride, but Stone Cold immediately follows with a stunner to the dead man. Austin drags the carcass of Kurt Angle on top of Taker, and the Alliance now has a two-man advantage, 4-2. Rock and Jericho now have their work cut out for them, but Rock gets to work quickly by rolling up Booker T to tighten things up, but Team WWF is still down a man at 3-2. Jericho makes the hot tag to give Rock a breather and takes out RVD with the breakdown, which if you don't remember was basically the stroke or the skull crushing finale. The sides are now even at two. Rock and Y2J, Angle and Austin with the fate of WWF in the balance. Rock gets Kurt Angle to tap to what we'll call a sharpshooter, but one that would definitely make Bret Hart cry. And Stone Cold Steve Austin is all alone for the alliance. Jericho makes a blind tag, and less than three minutes later, Stone Cold reverses a roll-up to get exactly where the Vegas money would have told you we were going. Austin versus Rock. We're nearly 35 minutes into the match at this point, and the final two men are spent. But their already four-plus-year history of on-and-off feuds seems to reinvigorate both of them, and they immediately went at it while Jericho was still arguing with the ref over what he thought was a fast count. Rock has the upper hand for a moment until Jericho does the unthinkable and drops his Team WWF cohort with the breakdown, making Rock ripe for the picking. And the cutaway to the WWF locker room is not a pretty sight. Rock kicks out of the Austin cover though, and Jericho pauses on the ramp and looks to head back to the ring to help finish the job. That is, until The Undertaker reemerges and gets Jericho backpedaling up the ramp at the business end of a tongue lashing by the American Badass. Rock and Austin go for another 10 minutes as things get heated at the announce desk and inside the ring. Stone Cold applies another lazy sharpshooter and Heyman wonders why Earl Hebner doesn't just call for the damn bell. When JR fires back, because The Rock hasn't tapped, Heyman makes the excellent point that never stopped him before at Survivor Series. Rock gets a rope break and soon applies another sharp... No, this one is so ugly I'm not going to call it a sharpshooter. It's a cross-toed Boston Crab, because Rock didn't even manage to cross Austin's ankles this time, let alone the proper figure four. Austin gets free as both men struggle to get to their feet. Austin mule kicks Rock behind Hebner's back. Stone Cold gives a one-finger salute and a gut kick, but Rock catches it, returns the jester, and hits Austin with his own stunner. As Hebner starts the count, Nick Patrick pulls Earl to the floor and takes over. While Rock is jawjacking with Patrick, Austin spins him around and delivers a Rock bottom. But The Rock kicks it too. Austin punches Patrick and yanks Hebner back in. Rock avoids a stunner and shoves Austin into Hebner. Austin avoids a Rock bottom and now nails the stunner. But there's no one to count. Hebner starts to come around as Kurt Angle slides in with the WWF Championship. He blasts Austin in the face with it and Austin stumbles into a Rock bottom. Hebner can barely lift his arm three times, but Rock gets the W and the Alliance is dead. Cut to the Alliance locker room and the billion dollar princess is beside herself. She can't believe her eyes. Vinnie Mac steps out on the stage to celebrate the culmination of his devious plan for survival. The WWF lives, the Alliance is out of business, 
and it all happened at Survivor Series on this day in wrestling history, November 18th, 2001. Well, that's our show for today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about Survivor Series 2001 or the WCW-ECW Invasion, I encourage you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show or just search Daily Wrestling News Show. Either way, click join and we'll let you in to talk about the invasion or any historical wrestling topic. And if we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here for another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show.